Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo coming to you for another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. We're coming to you relatively early on Wednesday night <laughs> following the Dallas Mavericks absolutely decleating the Charlotte Hornets 127 to 59. It might the the 68 point win ties the largest win in NBA regular season history in terms of margins and is, according to the NBA stats and info, the largest preseason victory that goes back 15 years so they might not keep track before that josh what's up nothing much what a what a crazy game i feel like since it's preseason and it's hard to take you know take away like notes from this like what does this mean because the hornets uh very clearly did not feel like playing nba basketball tonight um i almost feel like we could just go through the box score and list all the crazy numbers and stats uh, like the Mavericks won by 68 points and Luca was four of 14. Sure. Uh, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, I don't know. Where do you want to start off? I mean, it's, it's tempting to, to do this, but because it's preseason and, and there's just, we're going to be talking a ton this season, we should probably not overthink this. I will share at least the, the line that I think was interesting. It was 24 to 17 at the end of the first quarter. And if I can do math correctly, uh, 59 minus 17. They only scored 42 points in the next three quarters. That is very, very bad. I, I can't even really contextualize like the, the size of the run because I just don't remember seeing anything like that. But in terms of, of you know, I, I think we should kind of just, just really talk about what we liked, um, what was weird, and maybe something that we didn't like. I'll, I'll start with what I liked. Uh, Chris Stapps looked great again. Um, really, really good. Fluid, uh, 17 points, nine rebounds, four of them offensive, which I think is something that's going to be important for him this year. Really active. Uh, he had a pair of steals. He did have three turnovers, a couple of which were just of like the goofy, like stop trying that variety. But in 23 minutes, he really, he just did the thing. And, you know, obviously the Hornets were missing three starters, but I was – it's the sort of game where, you know, a season and a half ago, the Mavs were like, this is why we can't trade this guy. And you just see why when he's that, he was that dominant. Yeah, I think the standout play was the uh, steal. I mean, I don't know if you got to see this live because I know you tuned in a little late. Um, but the steal off the inbounds pass and going coast to coast for a dunk. No, no, no. I don't think he, I, don't, I can't remember if he had a dunk. I think he, I think he got fouled. Uh, either way, I think both both of his steals might have been kind of the steal fast breaks, one man fast mm-hmm. break variety. Uh, that was the stuff that that popped out to me. He made two threes, which was nice because you, you know his three point shot is a little streaky. Uh, but like you said, I mean he's move, he he's moving well in these three preseason games. Like in the amount of minutes he's played, like he's already surpassed the amount of time last season in terms of like oh he's moving well. Because I guess last season, I don't think there was, was there ever a point last season where we thought, oh, look, he's moving well. So, I mean, it was like, it was, it was, it was relative layers of bad. And, you know, when we talk about this with people who get unhappy with the fact that we criticize and, and really offer analysis, I don't know how to explain it to people that don't really, that, that didn't play basketball or that didn't, don't really like do anything other than ball watch. But there were incidents last year repeatedly where I would refer to Porzingis's concrete feet, where he just would not move. And I mean that in a quite literal sense, he wasn't moving. And 
there were incidents tonight where he's sliding over a foot here and there, where his feet are active and he's kind of bouncing around. Like the steals are, are, are those things happen where when you have that that kind of active presence and feet because player, you know, the end the the off, offensive player doesn't know where necessarily to place the ball when you have a seven foot three guy kind of waving his arms everywhere, and and that's what I'm most excited about because. It, you know, I think he garners his his defensive energy from offense, like he's as much said so, which I really wish it was the reverse, but what are you gonna do? And and I just like the little motions. It's it's the simple stuff. Like, does he still freak me out when he lands on one foot after like every rebound and dunk? Yes. But I, I right now I'm just not gonna complain about it. I, I really am I'm liking what I'm seeing out of him after the game. He had a quote to, to the ESPN crew. It's like, I'm, I'm being put in positions to succeed something like that. It's just like, come on. <laughs> like he's, he's never going to be honest about the fact that he wasn't feeling good and that's okay, but I'm really glad he is feeling good. And I'm really glad he's, you know, using this as sort of motivation to, to play well. Yeah. I mean, he's basically, uh, he's pitched a perfect preseason. I think, I mean, so far. Not really any complaints. The only thing I can complain about is uh, he's still a little stiff and robotic in the post. Uh, he had sure. a really funny turnover in the first half where he just uh, – you could some say he slipped uh, maybe, but he just totally lost control and threw the ball away. Yeah. And that's yeah. going to happen. Like, that's going to happen. Like, you kind of have to take that. If he's giving you the defense, then it's totally fine. Um, and something that I thought that was really funny, I mean, obviously the Hornets were not interested in – playing basketball tonight but the one of the the first post-up attempt he got in the first quarter like the Hornets immediately doubled and it's just so funny that like I think you've said this before or I've said it or his talk said it one of you know someone on our staff has said this but the the reputation that Kristaps has is almost more meaningful than the actuality of of Kristaps like in terms of his offensive game like He's not like in a like he's a good three point shooter, but he's not like a Joe Harris, Clay Thompson, yeah, freak out right, level right. elite shooter. But yet defenses treat him like that when he's catching the ball at the three point line, and uh, he's not. You know, he improved a little bit as a post player last year. You know, we would say he's you know at best he's an average post player. But when he gets the ball in the post, people are like treating him like Joel Embiid sometimes. At least in the mm-hmm. regular season. Obviously, the playoffs, the Clippers kind of figured it out, uh, which is the worry. But we're not there yet. We're talking preseason and, and regular season. But yeah. like that almost matters more. Like, the way these teams treat Kristaps, like, it doesn't matter. Like, we can keep pounding the table and being like, this isn't good. He's not, you know, he's not, this is, he's not that good enough to, to warrant these types of touches. But it's all about what you can get the defense to do. And if this is what the defense is going to do, you just keep riding it. Uh, and if he's feeling comfortable, maybe that helps even more. Maybe he's a little bit more efficient with his health. So uh, I just thought that was interesting tonight. Uh, but again, the qualifier is the Hornets were were a big bag of doo doo, and I don't sure, sure. think they felt like playing. And really, a, a significant portion of the rest of the team looked good. You know, uh, I was engaging with with uh, with Bibbs online, and and he asked, you know, what does Dwight Powell do that? uh that Moses Brown does and I said you know he sets good screens he's easily the best screener on the team and that sort of thing has impact in their offense you can see it when he's running pick and rolls with Luca I just I liked a lot of what I saw um from the team as as a whole Tim Hardaway really looked good shooting the ball he was a hilarious plus 34 um just like the stat like go check out the box stat uh, score guy it's it's really something else 
I'm I'm going to be very interested to see what happens when these guys have to start making cuts because you know when you get down to it, the players who have played the worst, it, it's a mar it's a matter of like comparison point. Like even as we you know, and I think we'll get to him a little bit later. I don't want to harp on him too much. Like Josh Green still looks like he doesn't know what he's doing, but I think that's relative to the fact that the team is just like currently stocked with competent basketball players that know what they're doing. And it's been pretty fun to watch in these preseason games as other teams have bench issues or they're resting guys a lot. I don't know whether that translates to the regular season. You know, you made a joke in our Slack that, you know, this is going to be really something if the Mavs come out and get smacked on opening night. But I could just see the framework of what they're going for. Like last year, we were bit by the fool's gold of Josh Richardson shooting from three. I don't really know at the moment if there's anything that I'm, that we're seeing that, that, goes away is is that too hot of a take am i being a little too sunny what what do you think no that makes sense there doesn't seem to be any crazy out i mean if anything you know tim hardaway wasn't shooting pretty well until tonight uh dorian wasn't shooting well till tonight like they weren't getting there weren't really any outlier offensive performances like obviously luca was money in two games but like that's mm-hmm. luca like that's not right you know maybe some of the end of bench guys the way they were playing uh, you know, like Eugene Omarui, um, he came a little bit back down to earth, not playing an entire half against uh, undrafted, you know, fellow undrafted free agents. So maybe that, but that's okay because like you're not really like when Omarui scored 17 points in a preseason game. I don't think anyone was like, ah, oh, I mean, if you were, got to settle down. But I don't think anyone was like, ah, oh, here's our here's our new seventh man. So. Uh, in terms of the guys that are what the the main guys that we know are going to play and that are important to this thing, I haven't really seen anything too crazy or unsustainable. Um, I want to make a note about speaking of like some of the main guys, uh, Kirk, a se- uh, last preseason in three games, uh, Dwight Powell in three games averaged 19 and a half minutes. He shot 35 percent from the field um, <laughs> this season. He's. <laughs> Averaging 16 minutes a game, he's shooting over 83% from the field. Uh, so <laughs> if you want to know the difference, like the Achilles reco- injury recovery, uh, there you go. Like, Great poll. Uh, you might be able to get back on the court sooner than we used to be able to, uh, but the the time it takes to truly be, be back to yourself, if you can get there because it's still a risky injury, it takes like a year. You know, it's we've seen it time again these last five years. It takes like at least a year for these guys to really be back to normal. And uh, I think Powell looks pretty close to back to normal. Yeah, I really like that. I I I think the only other thing that that really drew my attention was was one. I, I guess this pair of things. Luca was hilariously bored during that game. Oh my god. Um. One of uh, Jay Kyle Man from the Ringer s- tweeted something showing that that scene from The Simpsons where like Nelson is playing quarterback and he throws the ball to himself and catches it and just like destroys people. Like that's what Luca looks like right now. He was he was missing a lot of shots, but when he decided to post up, it was just it was done. Like he he's he had total control of the game and was just trying things. Like there's all these shots of him on the sideline where he's just like, clearly he's like, what are we even doing here? This is ridiculous. That was one. And then I thought the like, like this falls under the weird category, not bad. The Dorian Finney Smith offense stuff was odd. 
he the, he got a charge driving the lane to open the the second half like and then he he posted someone up on a switch and it's like that no 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 like i get that we want to take less threes or at least less worse shots um we i think you should actually talk about how many threes the mavs took tonight because it's um i don't know what jason kidd's gonna say to that but like that was just a weird thing it's like why are we using dorian that way i don't know do you have any like weirder things from the game that that you were kind of entertained by or amused um i feel like moses brown is averaging two points per minute in the preseason (laughs) okay i really need to look back i mean he had he had eight points in eight minutes last game 10, 10 points, points in eight minutes. minutes. That's, like, that's a good one. I mean, come on, man. Like, it's pretty fun. Like, um, yeah. he's producing when he needs to produce. Uh, I don't know what we can take away from it. Um, it would be really fun. Like, it's not going to happen. Um, but, like, I would love to see what he would do with Willie Cauley-Stein's minutes. Like, just to see. Like, I don't – I'm not saying predicting that he would do better. I just kind of want to mm-hmm. see because he's just intrigued. Like, of all the end-of-the-roster guys – uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about Eugene O'Marui, but like Moses has already played a couple of seasons in the league. He played a lot last season. And even though it was like a ton of garbage time, you know, points, you know, bet, you know, stats on a, on a bad team that didn't try to win mm-hmm. the, the volume of experience was just so much that I wonder if something maybe clicks with him. Cause he played so much. Like he's not, I don't know. Maybe there's something, maybe there's something there. I just kind of want to see, uh, otherwise, you know, nothing weird. Uh, you know, the Dorian offense was pretty funny. It I just made me laugh. Like, yeah. if they do that in the regular season, like, if they post him up at all, that's just a waste. Like, we talk right. about Porzingis wasted possessions. <laughs> like, that is a wasted possession. Um, another thing that made me giggle was it seemed like a couple times in the first quarter they were deliberately running sets that Luca barely touched the ball. Yes. Almost as if to make a point of, like, hey, we're – Look at this. We're doing the thing we said, you know, Luca less touches, less less usage because we got to get these other guys involved. And some like they had some okay possessions. I think Dorian made a good pass to uh, Hardaway in the corner for three that Hardaway missed. But there were some possessions that were just they were terrible. Um, And it just kind of reminded me of like the Babs don't play this way because they feel like it. They play that way because that's how they have to win games with the roster they have so sure uh maybe sure. i mean maybe it looks a little different the regular season but it was just it was just funny to feel like they were they were trying really hard uh to to run some possessions where luca didn't have the ball in his hands for 20 of the 24 seconds and like i feel like it was a it was a mixed bag uh but like that's the time to try it in the preseason so whatever yeah we're gonna talk about this a lot as we get more data um i think there's a lot of of kind of me and you did this with some fans today online where it's like, I feel like the the three point discussion becomes one where we're talking past one another about different data points. And I think when we get more like actual, you know, games under our belt and are able to, to draw some conclusions after 15 to 20 games, that's going to feel a little bit different. So, so I don't know, as long as they're winning, I don't really care. Um, The only other thing that, that I think we, we just at least have to talk about it because it's going to be our bit right now um is i thought you know in 14 minutes josh green had three points was one of five from the field (laughs) i just i don't know what to do with him um (laughs) i know he's fretnik he's i i caused a stir last week after the 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 wednesday or the the last preseason game where i i essentially said like he's 
cuttable in the sense of he's like one of the players that would be at the like first on that list, but like they can't cut their first round pick, can they? I mean, the the Spurs did no. it with the, with the other Luca, and I don't think the Mavericks are going to do it. But it's just I don't see there. You know, he got blocked again. He's been blocked a ton for a guy that's supposed to be athletic, and he just looks skittish. And and the the real challenge, and and you know, as you've said time and again. I think he could be good given the minutes, but where do those minutes come from? Like the Mavericks are ready to win now. Yeah, I don't I don't see where the improvement happens on this team. Like if he was on Orlando and gets to play 25 minutes a game, or you know, he was on OKC, you know, uh maybe maybe that changes. But like the thing that's really bothering me is not necessarily like, okay, he went one for five. You know, he missed a bunch of shots. Like, Kirk, he's taken, he's played in three preseason games. He's average. I don't have the math in front of me, but he had 18 minutes in the first game, 25 in the second, 14 in the third. So not a, not a ton, but, you know, an average clip. And he's taken two three-pointers. Two total. And he's missed both of them. And he took something like, what, 30 threes last year total. I, can, I don't have the number in front of me, but it was really small. And that's the kind of stuff that really like feels like his development is just eons away because we're not even to the point where he's doing like the good process, bad results. Yes. Like he's doing bad process, bad results. And or you got to go from missed. that. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to go from there to consistently doing the good things, even when you're struggling. And then the next step after that is, you know, you just show the improvements by you know, pounding yeah. repetition and doing routinely good things, which is, you know, what Dorian Finney-Smith did in his three seasons where the Mavs were tanking. He got all the, he got as much time in the world right. uh, to, to play. And he playing with off. other functional players. Like someone yeah. made the point to me there. It's like, well, the Mavs didn't want him to play at summer league because of the guards that they had. One of whom is Carlick Jones, who is making a pretty interesting case for that. He is a quality, you know, 15th guy probably I mean, he probably won't ever really play in the league but it's just i didn't understand I, I i guess i see it from a from a structural point of view that's why you don't want to play him you don't want him to look bad but it's just if you're going to be play. a basketball if you're going to be a basketball player you have to have basketball repetition and you know he he had it in the bubble um the bubble like the g league thing where his stats were atrocious i didn't i didn't watch any of the games i'm not going to say that i did i just it's i i, I feel for the guy because I, I, but I do think it's at least worth mentioning that I think Jason Kidd's going to give him some rope. Like he's going to get opportunities. This is not going to be a Rick Carlisle thing where he just goes away when the season starts. Yeah. He's going to get five and seven minute spurts. And if he doesn't do anything, then he's going to end up on the bench in the same way. So. Yeah. And like I said, it's not like, I don't care if he misses shots. He's not scoring. It's to me, it's just, you know, one three point two three point attempts in three preseason games like that's just like if he was oh yeah. like i would feel better about him being oh for 15 than oh for two you know mm-hmm. like he just has to start doing stuff and then the things he is doing like the shots that he is taking like he's not doing himself any favors by taking these really bad dribble drive contested twos like i just don't that's not his game and i think i feel like there's you know i don't want to get inside the guy's head but i wonder if there's just this catch 22 of him where he's like okay i'm gonna get 15 to 20 minutes i gotta do stuff to pop off film smart like he's clearly a smart player but that's not his game yeah 
yeah, his and- his game is to be a role guy on the side that does the dirty, you know, the little things and takes spot up shots, but that doesn't pop on film compared yeah. to a guy like, you know, Omarui, who has a much more refined game offensively. It impacts the game in little, yeah. little ways where yeah, so, Green is like just chicken with a head cut off. I don't yeah. know. It, this it's is a shame. what it is. I feel bad. Yeah, he needs to go. I, I want to send him to like the farm upstate where he can have all all the room to run and play as much as he wants. Like, yeah. He, you know, he feels like a, he feels like a dog that, like a, a a country dog that's living in an apartment in down in a downtown city. Like he just needs he needs space. He needs to be able to grow, and it's not. Right. And he might be fine in three years. It's just yeah. in three years, Luca could be demanding a trade, and I don't really <laughs> care about that right, right. now. And right. people get like it's like a misunderstanding where we've talked about this where. I think it's because it's preseason and I do like talking basketball, but I don't want to have to think about the end of the bench. So, yep. Oh, well, but overall really fun game. Um, lots of positive things. I mean, even some positive things from green. He had a, he had, you know, a, a couple of nice passes and energetic dunk. Yep. It's, it's the, you know, they go into Friday, they play one more game and then they have uh, about five, six days off before they open up with um, the Hawks. So we'll, we'll see pretty soon. Um, do you have anything else before we get on out of here and take back our evening? No, let's, let's do it. Let's enjoy the night. It's eight 30. How Beautiful. amazing is that? Yeah. All right, guys. So this, when you hear this uh, after the, you know, when you hear this on Thursday or whatnot, the, there'll be a green room that is getting recorded right after this. That'll go up on the feed Thursday afternoon. Uh, someone will recap game stuff on Friday. We have a lot of content coming. We have some betting content, uh, futures and some player props and recommendations like that. Josh is writing a couple of posts. We had a huge uh luca stats based piece turned in by one of our authors david trink uh who i'm which i'm really looking forward to seeing how that turns out um we have a bunch of 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 division previews we're gonna be running through so like there's gonna be over the next week there's gonna be like three to four posts a day come back and check it out read all the stuff leave comments share uh subscribe to this podcast do all that wonderful stuff and josh and i will talk to you a little later in the week